you're planning a wedding and looking for some insight and a laugh and a promise you'll make it down the aisle. Engage the podcast. What real couples learned while planning their wedding. Hey guys, so on Engaged, the podcast today, I'm chatting with Kaylin from Stims and Sprigs, and we're just going to kind of jam on um, floristry and, you know, how to hire a florist for your wedding. By the way, I almost said Horist, which is an issue. (laughs) How to hire a florist for your wedding. So thanks for coming on, Kaylin. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, you're welcome. So generally, I just kind of, you know, I didn't know very much about um, working with a florist at all in general before, um, you know, planning my wedding. So I don't know if there's specific tips and things that we can maybe give people to sort of help them. One of the things I definitely want to talk about is budget because that can kind of affect not necessarily if you can afford a florist, right, but the things that the florist can do. So let me start off, though, by asking you when someone should use a florist versus when maybe they can sort of do it on their own or or just when to hire a florist? This is a a really great question that we get very, very often. I tell um, any couple looking to get married that if you are going to have a wedding, a celebration where you want it to feel like a party and feel like something really special, Um, flowers are a major, major part of that, but you need a florist if it's going to be more than just, um, centerpieces, really. I firmly believe that with the day and age of Pinterest and with people, uh, getting creative with some DIY projects at home and local farmers markets and, and being able to source flowers, you know, from Costco or whatever, that a lot of girls can do centerpieces that are pretty simple on their own. But when it comes to your bridal bouquet, if that's an important part of the equation for you, um, if you want an arbor decorated, if you want flowers at your ceremony, then really that's when you need to hire a florist. Okay, got it. So if you're just going to like put some things on your tables, that's not that big of a deal. But if you really like kind of want to go big or go home with your decorations or just things that are involved with the bridal party, right, is what you're saying? Yeah, I think that, you know... If flowers are important to you, you should hire a florist. I'm not going to say that every single wedding in America needs to have a professional floral designer um, because that's just not true. You know, there are, I, I speak with a lot of couples who admit to me or who from the get-go say things like, you know, the flowers aren't really a big deal for us and um, we don't get why they're so expensive. If it's not an important part of the celebration for you, then you don't need a floral designer. But if you have a vision and a cohesive look that you're going for and you want flowers to play a big part in making your day feel special and especially your photos for your bridal party, then you need a floral designer. Yeah, that makes total sense. I think I didn't realize before I started planning my wedding sort of how much goes into that. So like you're saying, obviously I've seen and I've been to tons of weddings and people have bouquets and all of all of the things and boutonnieres and all of that. And I just never thought about it before. But I do think that there's something to be said about if you don't have those things, not that it feels like something's missing, but it's just kind of a different feel. And so maybe knowing, you know, what kind of feel you want your wedding to have, your ceremony and your reception and everything, 
maybe that probably also helps inform whether or not you would want to hire a florist. Definitely. Flowers also have the ability to make everything feel exactly how you want it to feel, even more so than just regular decorations. I think that if you want something to feel elegant and lush and high-end and you want people to feel like they're at a special occasion, flowers are the difference maker. If you want things to feel industrial and boho and modern and a little bit darker and maybe a bit moodier, flowers are the difference maker. They are such an amazing creative um, muse. They're such an amazing medium to work with that they can transform any space and any party into exactly what the couple wants. I think that's so true. That's like such an interesting point. I've never even really thought about it before, but they make such a difference in terms of the mood of an event or anything like literally the mood of your home. So even if it's, so for my wedding, you're my florist. And, um, obviously we're going to, we're not really doing a lot of flowers, but we're doing like a ton of greenery. And I think that that sets like a whole different mood than if you had, you know, a spring wedding and you were doing a ton of peonies or something like that. I mean, you you brought up a really great point. Think of how different your coffee table feels when you put a fresh vase of tulips on it. Yeah, totally. Take that feeling and that's what flowers do for a wedding. So for your beautiful, amazing celebration, which we cannot wait for, um, we're going to do a ton (laughs) of greenery and it's going to be lush and botanical and a very almost, you know, industrial, modern, edgy, but still with a, like, very romantic and soft edges. And, you know, there are, like, you guys, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say on the podcast, but say you it guys all. are getting married, like, at an art gallery. You're getting married outside, and then we're having our, the, the party will be at an art gallery. So that's already really modern and already really high-end, and there's a lot of clean lines and artwork. So when we get there, our floral, which is mainly greenery for you, is really going to soften things and make it feel romantic and lush and beautiful and like a party. And I feel like this is why I hired a florist in general, because I feel like you're the expert, right? Like you're going to know how to, like you're saying, sort of take what we already have in terms of our venue and the mood and just kind of what we're going for and really like kind of play off of that and make that work with, you know, your expertise, which is all of the greenery and stuff. Like I would never be able to do that on my own ever. I would just wouldn't even know where to begin. Well, it's, you know, a lot of people, sometimes couples, especially when you and I start talking about budget, but you know, there are a lot of couples who say things like, we are going to do the flowers ourselves. Um, we don't feel like we need to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on a floral designer. And that's fine. But if, again, I bring up the point, like, if it's important to you, then you need to hire a professional. So, like, if I have a toothache, I, there's no way I would try and assess what's going on with my toothache issue by myself. Right. I would totally go and see a dentist. And when I wanted my, you know, I'm trying to think of an XYZ, when I needed help stripping the wallpaper in our house, you know, I could do it myself. And I went and and bought the chemicals and bought all these things. But then I realized, like, the job I was not going to do was going to be as good as a professional painter who does wallpapering. So that was important to me. So we invested that money in having our wallpaper stripped. The same goes for flowers. So you know, a lot of girls are like, why, why do I need a floral designer? And there's a big difference between, like, florists who have a brick-and-mortar shop who do more, like, Main Street flowers, like Main Street USA flower shops that we all are really used to from growing up. 
who will do like funeral arrangements and sympathy arrangements and uh, homecoming boutonnieres and, and there's nothing wrong with that and they have products all the time. They also do weddings, but I feel like there's so much more value in your dollar if you hire someone who specifically is a designer for weddings and knows the wedding industry. Right. Okay. And so you bring up two interesting points. Number one, I've been saying that you're a florist, but maybe it's better to say that you're a floral designer, right? Oh, that's okay. I mean, we, I tell people all the time at cocktail parties that I'm a florist, a floral designer. They're interchangeable. Okay. A creative professional who works with flowers. Okay. Got it. So the second point though, is that there's all different types of people in this industry that you could potentially hire. So would you mind kind of doing a kind of a breakdown of that for people, but just so that maybe they can determine which one maybe would work for them? Because like exactly like what you just said, if you wanted to, you know, go to basically a flower shop um, or something like that, that may work for something really small or just to gather your own flowers or something, but it might not work for, um, you know, doing a whole installation at your wedding or something. Definitely. Definitely. This is a great question. So I'm going to sort of go in order based on budget and need. Okay, Um, yeah, definitely. The first basic, the most basic thing and the the basic availability out there is for someone to do what we call a DIY bride. Do it yourself. Um, You're going to do the flowers. Maybe an aunt or grandma, a godmother um, is really talented with flowers. Then you probably can, if you don't have a lot of elements, then go ahead and DIY your best avenues for getting flowers if you are a DIY bride is Costco, which is crazy. Costco has an incredible floral department that will work with you. So you can put in orders. Oh, really? I didn't know that. It's a hidden gem. It is a hidden gem. So Costco, if you're on a more tighter budget, will order you bulk flowers um, that are as close to wholesale prices you're going to be able to get without being a licensed professional. Um, next up, or your farmer's market, you know, especially just creating relationships. If there's a flower farm near you, um, if you live in a city with great farmer's markets and you're getting married at a time of year that the farmer's market is cranking out beautiful flowers, you shouldn't have a problem there. Okay. Level, the next step up, I would say, is hiring, um, having some elements designed by a professional. Um, maybe you go to your local flower shop. They are professionals there. They know how to do bridal bouquets. They know how to crank out boutonnieres, corsages. Um, they can, you know, work on some centerpieces for you. That's sort of the next step up. Chances are they're going to drive up and drop them off and put them on the tables and deliver your flowers to you. Some shops also offer the option for you to drive to them and pick up the flowers. Uh, the next level the next step up I would call is an event floral designer which is uh, what I do and a lot of my amazing talented colleagues do which is we don't have brick and mortar locations we work exclusively for events from top to bottom so I'll make your bridal bouquet I'll make um, Ryan's boutonniere I'll make all the bridesmaids and, and groomsmen additions and my team will as well we'll design it but we'll also be at the ceremony space, at the reception space, installing, creating, living artwork, essentially, on site. You know, this summer alone, we'll do a hanging flower chandelier above a dance floor. I'll do countless, countless, countless arbor installations. Um, you know, we've done 
paper cones of petals for people to throw when they walk down out of the church. I've done aisle runners that are made of petals. We do living arrangements, potted herbs. I mean, basically, we're just flower-obsessed plant nerds who like to design pretty things. Which is awesome. Okay, so that was super helpful. So now that you've kind of tiered it, which is awesome, um, can you talk a little bit about budget? Because obviously there's different types of florists or floral designers that you can hire, but even let's say you're hiring a floral designer, there are different things that you can do um, with a certain budget, right? Oh, heck yeah. You know, we like to tell people that for full service floral design, which involves us driving to wherever your wedding is, installing all of our elements, and then picking up and cleaning up the night of or the next day, our um, services begin around $3,000. And a lot of people are just totally like arrested when they hear how expensive flowers are. And then I have to remind them that the product you're getting is pretty insane. You know, it's like, Someone had to grow that flower. Someone harvested that flower. That flower got shipped to me, or um, we went and harvested it ourselves. Um, that flower required sunlight and food and water for months and months, sometimes years of its life. Then we have to keep it alive for you, <laughs> right. which is a whole process. Yeah. And then we design with it. And so it's not as simple as, you know, I go online and I order... Um, something off of Amazon and it's already in a warehouse in a box and ready to go it's very very customized and it's expensive and so I think that any floral designer who um, is really I don't know I don't want to box people out but from what I've seen in the industry three thousand dollars is not um, the super super high end it's not a budget friendly option for many girls but it's for clients who flowers are important to them and they want to make that an important part of their wedding day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I think that it's just like anything else. I think that there's certain things that you kind of have to determine what your values are. And then those things are the things that you can say, okay, I want to allocate, you know, larger chunks of my budget to that. If you have the budget, you know, and you really want to do it, then you should do it. Maybe you don't spend as much money on your dress or don't have an open bar or whatever it may be. It's totally, I think it's really more about people knowing what they want and what their priorities are. Exactly. I mean, again, we spend money on things that are important to us. In my own wedding, I did not do my own flowers. I hired in a designer that I really admire and love. I spent so much money on flowers. I mean, ridiculous. But... I hate cake, so we just <laughs> had boxes of chocolate chip cookies. That sounds awesome. So, <laughs> so it's just, it's a matter of, like, again, where your priorities lie. Like, I'm not a shoe girl. I don't get the shoe thing. I wear, like, you know, dollar store flip-flops and stuff. Yeah. But I'm totally um, a wine girl, and I love, I don't. That and I am spending $20, $30 for a bottle of wine. I know people who think that's ridiculous. Again, it's all about what is a priority for you. That's so funny. I don't buy shoes either. I, You know what I buy is like groceries, like food. I will go to the grocery store and not even know how much everything is going to cost and spend like $150 on like 10 things. It's terrible. Ryan gets really mad at me. <laughs> he like wants to go shopping 
and do the grocery shopping because he'll buy, you know, he'll spend $150 and come home with like 125 things. And I'm like, but I bought this really great onion jam. And exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you know, wherever your priorities lie. Yeah. So I feel you. Okay. So one of the things I really want to ask you, because I want to know for myself, because I have no idea. So other people maybe don't know either is like, how, what are you going to be doing on the day of my wedding? It's like if, if a bride hires you, and I know that this varies depending on obviously what you're doing for each couple, um, but I'm just kind of interested in how that works and sort of how you get bouquets to people um, and when you're doing installations or things like that. Oh, my gosh. It's kind of an open-ended question, I know. <laughs> <laughs> do you want the unedited answer, the honest answer, or do you want like the really professional No, I want the I want the honest answer, obviously. Okay. The honest answer is I wake up at four o'clock in the morning on wedding days. I shoot out of my bed. (laughs) I don't even sleep the night before because I have dreams that like I wake up and all the flowers have died in the cooler. Oh, that would be so sad. And I wake up and have dreams that we're driving to the wedding and someone slashed my tires on the flower van. (laughs) Oh my God. Talk about anxiety. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but typically, I wake up and no one has slashed the tires, and all the flowers are happily still alive in the cooler. I chug a lot of coffee, and then we just start the day. We so everyone's process is really, really different, and this is a really cool part about being a floral designer: is that we're we're creative in any way. You know, is that what works for me doesn't work for the girl down the street, right? And what she does to make her events happen, I don't even think about. So. Again, I just think comparison and sitting around and, like, as creatives trying to figure out the secret to someone else's special sauce is, like, a waste of your time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a podcast for a different day. Okay. <laughs> On a wedding day, we get up and all the design elements are typically ready to go. So your bridal bouquet, if you have a Saturday wedding, gets made Friday afternoon. Um, same with pretty much everything else. Your centerpieces, your garlands, stuff that holds up a little better is sometimes made on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're ready to go on Saturday. So we wake up, get ready. First thing we do is we pack the car, which can take a few hours uh, to finagle everything in the flower van. And then our team has like a rundown sheet that we... Uh, go over everything that we need for the wedding. We sort of have like a powwow meeting, how it's going to go when we get there. I have an amazing woman who works for me who's like our logistics coordinator slash my right arm. Her name is Taylor. She always provides a printout for us with like who the event coordinator is when we get on site. Where are the girls going to be getting ready? Where should we drop their stuff? Are the boys at the same hotel? Do we need to go to a different hotel? My main concern when we get there is setting up the reception space that always takes the most time so we'll almost always go straight to the reception place set up centerpieces hanging installations cake tables gift tables cocktail tables um we drop flowers on everything some stuff takes a lot longer to install and some installs are the shortest install i've ever done was 45 minutes for a pretty average full-size wedding and the longest install i've ever done um, is like six hours. Oh my gosh. So it just depends on how much hands-on stuff you have to do on site. Okay. Then we, um, deliver the personal flowers to the bridal party and we deliver the personal flowers to the groom. 
uh, that's always my favorite part is when when the bride sees her bridal bouquet that is why we put our blood sweat and tears into this business because the look on their face and just there's nothing quite like it like that's the flowers they'll carry on their wedding day you know it's like yeah it's so special and that's how I got into this whole thing was like a love affair of bridal bouquets um and so we deliver the personal flowers, we check in, give everything one more glance over. If we have a ceremony space to install at, we'll go there last. But a dying, dying aspect of this business is ceremony flowers. We do a lot less now than we used to. Yeah. And, I- um, and then we go home and I put my feet up and have a glass of wine. A nice $30, you know, bottle of wine. Hey. Um... Okay, that's super interesting to me. I feel like I could have maybe figured some of that out on my own, but it's always just interesting to hear the process and and kind of like, I don't know, it's one of those things where you, at least for me, I feel like I trust my experts, so I just am not worried about it, which is great, and that's like why I hired you, for example, right? Because I don't want to be stressed about this, Uh but Uh it's also just interesting kind of to hear what you're doing. Okay, but you just brought up something that I really also wanted to talk about, which is the changing of traditions and how flowers um, kind of play a role in the weddings. And I feel like one of them that is seems super clear to me is I feel like flowers maybe used to be a bit more modest, although also a requirement, it seems like, in especially like centerpieces and things like that. And now it doesn't seem like people are doing as many centerpieces, but they've, they're like, if they do have flowers, they're doing like installations and like other crazy stuff. I don't know. Do you think that that's true? Definitely. Definitely. Before we hopped on this interview, I got off a call with a bride, a 2017 bride, and we're doing like fruit trees, you know, just like there are no more rules. Um, When my mom and probably the same era as your mom, like when my parents got married, it was like you held a bouquet, all the girls held an exact copy of your bouquet, the boys wore a boutonniere, the centerpiece had two candles, and a round bouquet tucked in a vase that matched what you had, and that was at the end. And you had some flowers at the altar in the church. Yeah. Now, flowers have become, just like we touched on in the beginning of this, uh, just an entire an expression of your creative freedom. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but just there, there are no rules, you know, and there's still some traditions like, okay, brides are always going to carry a bridal bouquet, but that's totally changing. You know, why not carry a bridal bouquet that's giant if you want one that's giant? Why not carry a bridal bouquet that's all greenery if you want it to be all greenery? Um, why can't the moms carry small little posy bouquets instead of wearing a corsage? Um, I'm really trying to steer girls away from throwing their bouquet behind their heads to find out who's getting married next, you know? <laughs> yeah, because it's like they just kind of destroy your beautiful bouquet. No, it's like, oh, thank you for throwing $275 <laughs> just back at your drunk friend from college. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's so true. Hope you enjoyed that piece of artwork I worked on for you. So. That's so funny. That's like... I've never thought about that before, but it's so true. It's like if somebody threw, like, a painting that someone did and just, yes, like, stomped yes. all over it. It's like my sister is a painter for a living, and she she's just got engaged this past weekend. And 
so we've been, I'm like, are you going to have a tossing bouquet? She's like, no, I'm throwing my bridal bouquet. Oh, no. Just because she knows it really grinds my gears. <laughs> and I'm like, what would you do if you were at a party and you watched a bunch of drunk strangers take one of your paintings and throw it behind them, and nine times out of ten, it lands on the floor and got stomped up? Like, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't you be a little salty? Like, yeah, no kidding. That's hilarious. It's such a bizarre tradition. So the rules are being broken. They're being bad. There are no rules anymore, you know, and, and that's why this has gotten really, really, really fun in the past few years, and I came into this business at the perfect time. I always joke with my husband, who's my business partner, that I never would have been a good floral designer like 15, 20 years ago because I'm too weird. Oh, yeah. I mean, I totally get that. I feel like you want to be creative and not just do the same thing over and over and over and over again. You can't. It gets so monotonous. Um, And I think that back before the days of Pinterest, honestly, the internet changed weddings. Um, Before the days of Pinterest, the only way you got wedding ideas was a wedding magazine. Right. Yeah. And so Martha Stewart magazine or Better Homes and Gardens or some of the foremost publications for weddings or featuring florals in the country, they weren't going to go against the grain because they got to sell copies. Right. But when Pinterest came around, it was like, you know what? I'm a bride who hates flowers. I just like greenery. Like, are there other girls like me? And that really opened the doors for anybody to do anything. Yeah. I totally agree, um, which leads me to the next question, which is, um, what's the craziest thing you've ever done for a couple or for a wedding? Oh, gosh. The craziest thing we've ever done, we haven't done yet, but it's coming up in two weeks. <laughs> nice. Uh, we're doing like a hanging flower chandelier above the dance floor. It's not a circular chandelier. It's like a it's so hard to explain. It's basically like a floating ceiling of flowers. Like wow. the girl, the bride has this beautiful, beautiful vision. We're so excited to tackle it, but that will definitely be one of the harder elements I've worked on. I'm always surprised at bride's creativity. I don't think it's the crazy things that I remember. I always remember the creative things. Right. So, you know, like last year I had a bride who her grandmother had this really, really old handkerchief that was really important to her grandmother who had passed away before the wedding. And she wanted it to be in her bouquet, not wrapping her bouquet, in her bouquet and look like a flower. So we had a lot of fun, like, shaping that and making that look like something that was part of the bouquet. And, you know, we've done some really interesting garlands. We've done... I think the funniest part about being a floral designer is that you... You find ways to make the flowers do what you want them to do, even though they're they're cut flowers and they really shouldn't be doing that. Like, right. I've tucked flowers into things where I'm like, there's no way that's going to hold. And then I'll go the next day to tear down, and that one flower that I tucked behind that one mirror in the bathroom is still up there. So <laughs> I think the crazy things are big, large installations like we're doing a lot of this summer. You know, so this summer will be a really good one for us. Those bigger pieces are just coming to trend now up here mm-hmm. so we've got a couple arbors this summer that I think will blow people's socks off awesome well I'm excited to see them on your website oh I'm a <laughs> website designed by you best web designer in the world June Mango Design did you like yeah that was nice right let's just throw me a little shout out <laughs> <laughs> um okay so I feel like 
I kind of want to answer this question for you, but I want to hear what you say first. Um, if you had to give people some advice on working with a floral designer, what would it be? I'm so anxious to hear what you say. Okay, okay, okay. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Just I'll tell you right now. <laughs> my my answer is to trust the expert, especially if they are a floral designer like you, because I think that, and maybe and we've talked about this. You and I have even before. Just I think that as creatives, we understand that as you know, as a creative expert, you're an expert in your field, and so um, if if you can just trust the person to do what they're an expert in, it's gonna be freaking awesome. So that was that would be mine is just to trust whoever and you should obviously like their style if you you know in order to trust them but once you find a good fit for you if you can trust what they're gonna do then I think it's gonna be awesome that's my Amen. answer. Amen. <laughs> Perfect answer. You pass the flying color. Would that be your answer? That would be my answer. I think the only thing I would add to it is just when you hire a floral designer or any vendor for your wedding, you're forming a relationship. Don't hire someone who you don't like personally. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, it's like, wow, this girl's the best caterer. Wow, this girl's the best baker. Wow, this girl's the best photographer. But if you're looking at their Instagram or if you're, you know, on the phone with them and you just aren't vibing, if you aren't thinking you would want to hang out and have a glass of wine with this girl, then don't trust her to be a part of your day. We do not take it personally. Yeah. At all. Because how many times as a creative do you, I mean, even you, do you ever want to do client logo work and design work or interview someone for the podcast who you don't believe in their project? Yeah, totally. I mean, it's, it's even happened before where we've, we did this one time and we kind of learned our lesson and we interviewed somebody and then we ended up having to say, you know, honestly, we don't really think that was a great fit. Um, And it was, it was totally on us and we felt really terrible about it, but it was just, we should have known because we just didn't jive super well with the person that we were interviewing. So Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess that's just what I would add. Like hire someone who you enjoy and hire someone who you share similar style. You know, if you really love the look of really lighter imagery and more overexposed images, when you look at wedding photography, you like do not hire a photographer who shoots a bit darker. You yeah. know, you can't make a creative into something they aren't. And, yeah. And that the same goes for any aspect of it. And in floral design, it's just trust the process. Trust the process. You're hiring an artist. They're going to take creative freedom and expression where they see fit. But know that if your styles match, you will not be disappointed. Totally. I couldn't agree more. Okay, that's all I got for you. But if people want to find you... Where can they find you? They can find us all over the world. <laughs> we are mainly on online at stemsandsprigs.com and is spelled out. And then on Instagram, where we're super active, we're at stemsandsprigs. And my name's Kaylin, and you can just shoot me an email anytime you want through the website just to ask questions. And I, I offer to anyone. If you have questions about your wedding floral, even if you do not want to hire me as your floral designer, even if you're not getting married in Michigan, we do travel. But if you just want to like hash some stuff out or help defining your vision, which is very important when you're approaching an artist, uh, just shoot me a note. I'm happy to help. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on our little baby podcast. 
Thanks for having me. It's always fun. I'm just so proud of you in this project. It's totally awesome. Oh, that is so nice. Oh, you know what? I just thought of another question. Go ahead. Wait, it's small. It's small. Don't worry. Um, I wanted to ask you what your favorite flower is, although I might know the answer to this. Yeah, so I have a top three because I can't pick just one. Okay. My number one fave right out the gate is dahlias. Oh, okay. Um, but a very close second is peonies, and then a very close third is tulips. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed any of those. It was totally <laughs> wrong. What were you going to guess? I was going to guess lavender. Oh, well, duh. Yeah. I mean, I don't consider lavender a flower. Oh. Technically, it's in the herb family, and uh, it's a perennial, but okay. we can talk lavender on a different day. <laughs> yeah, that was like, wow, you just showed how much, or how little I know about flowers. Good grief. It's like, uh, lavender. Okay, you hire an expert. It grows out of the ground. It's a flower, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's that was my last question for real this time. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you so much for coming on. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye.